welcome to Live for Five. Going to continue our series tonight on healing. I'll be talking about six great biblical reasons why all Christians should expect God to heal their bodies. Now, I'm not going to do all six of them tonight. We'll just barely get started on the first one in five minutes, but here we go. Now, the last time that we were together, I reminded you, and I said at the end, that because Christ died to atone for our sicknesses, as well as our, our sins, this is why we can expect God to heal our bodies. That's reason number one. And we took a few minutes, and we developed two great verbs that are in Isaiah chapter 53. And they talk about how the coming Messiah, Jesus, of course, would bear our uh, sicknesses and carry our pains. And so from that, we notice that these same two verbs that talk about bearing and carrying our sicknesses are the same two verbs that the Holy Spirit will choose through Isaiah to talk about he has also carried our sins and our iniquities. Thus, we find there that healing is in the atonement, so I'll simply draw the cross on our our board tonight, so healing is here in the cross. It was the work that Jesus did on the cross as well as forgiving our sins, but also forgiving or healing our bodies. And when we come into the New Testament, we get Matthew's comment on Isaiah 53, 4, and that's found in Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 through 17. And it says this, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. See, he's going to refer directly back to that Isaiah 53, 4 passage. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So there you have that beautiful connection so that on the cross Jesus carried our sins but he also carried our sicknesses as well and that means of course that anything that Jesus did on the cross is available to everyone and that's why we pray for the sick and that's why there are verses like in James chapter 5 that say, If any of you be sick, let him call. And so it's available for everyone. Now I want to show you, and boy, we're already down to two minutes. We're running out of time already. I want to show you something really fascinating and wonderful about this, uh, this, ver this uh, verse here in Matthew chapter 8. It says, That it might be fulfilled, is the word that Matthew uses and, and this, is a, this is an amazing word uh, in, in New Testament language. It's pronounced plerao. It's spelled P-L-E-P-L-E-R-O-O. Plerao. And it means to be fulfilled. But here's what's really amazing about it. It's, it's in the New Testament structure, uh, Greek language. It's structured in what's called the aorist tense. A-O-R-I-S-T. Aorist tense. And that's uh, indicates a momentary completed past action. When you see verbs that are in that tense, it, it's referencing back to something that happened in the past and it was done. But here's the amazing thing about that aorist tense. 
here that's used in this phrase that it might be fulfilled. It also can express future events which certainly must happen. In other words, if something was done in the past, okay, if something was done in the past, then because it was completed there, if you come forward to the future, it's still done because it was done back there and you can count on it that it's done in the future. And that's how Matthew is using this phrase, that it might be fulfilled. And you know that since it was done there, that these carrying of our sicknesses, that it might fulfill that Old Testament prophecy of Jesus, since it was done in the past, then we pray with confidence that healing will come now. That's why every person I pray for, I believe with all my heart God's going to heal them. Oh my goodness, we're out of time. Well, let me quickly show you one more thing, and we'll call it a night. So, 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Now here's what's amazing. Here's this fascinating little word. I'll spell it for you. It's I-A-O-M-A-I. -A -A -I, okay? And it's pronounced the A-O-M-A-I. That you were healed. The A-O-M-A-I. You were healed. Well, guess what structure in the New Testament language the Holy Spirit uses on that verb? It's also that same aorist passive. And so that's why the King James will translate it, you were healed. See, it was done in the past, it's completed, and since we know that it was done there, in, in the future, it's done now. And so we pray from that perspective, and I'll make two statements and we'll call it a night. Conclusion. Because... Healing for our bodies was purchased for us on the cross of Jesus Christ. The atonement, it is provided for all today. Anything on the cross is for everyone. And then finally, because healing for our bodies was accomplished in the past by Christ, it is a finished work in the present and we simply receive healing that is already done for us. And we'll talk about more of this in the upcoming weeks. So there you are. One reason why we should believe God for healing because Jesus died to atone for our sicknesses as well as our sins.